0: This is a Charles Russell Speechlease podcast. Welcome to this episode of Property Patter. My name is Emma Humphreys, and I'm joined again by Harmon Baines from our tax team to look at the Chancellor's recent spring statement. And the key points, which those of you with property interests or advising on them uh, will want to know about. And that might be as property owners, employers or just as private individuals who will be affected by some of the changes. So to start us off, Harman, perhaps you could begin with an overview of the current challenges and pressures for the Chancellor and this spring statement.
1: So the Chancellor was under pressure to deliver against the backdrop of spending increases to support Ukraine, funding the um, the Covid deficit still and tackling the cost of living crisis. Inflation is at its highest in nearly 30 years and higher energy, food and fuel bills are pushing more and more people into poverty, which in turn is one of the key drivers of poor health, which in turn impacts upon the already overburdened NHS. So there was a real balancing exercise between dealing with the cost of living crisis and still protecting the economy.
0: Yes, I was very glad I wasn't, Rishi Sunak, trying to do that balancing exercise. <laughs> and how has, I know one of the sort of key headlines I saw on the news was to do with national insurance. Um, what's happening with that as a result of this spring statement?
1: So the Chancellor confirmed that the previously announced 1.25% increase to national insurance for health and social care will still take effect from the 6th of April 2022. It will last for a year and then be partitioned off as the so called health and social care levy, and then national insurance will go back to its current levels. But to ease the impact of the national insurance rise, he announced that the primary threshold and the lower profits limit, which are the thresholds at which national insurance becomes payable for employed and self employed workers, respectively, would be increased to 12,570 from July 2022. This aligns it with the income tax personal allowance and the government actually claims that 70% of national insurance payers would pay less national insurance even after accounting for the 1.25% increase and that 2.2 million people will be taken out of paying national insurance altogether. So, As a whole, for most people, the national insurance changes largely gives with one hand and takes with the other, but it does go further to helping those on lower incomes feeling the worst effects of the cost of living crisis.
0: Interesting, yes. (laughs) That's that's the inevitable thing with uh, these statements, isn't it? uh, There's a little bit of something and there's a little bit less of something else. Um, And what other key private wealth or tax measures uh, did we see in this statement?
1: So the basic rate of income tax um, will be reduced from 20% to 19% from April 2024. But that in itself is subject to certain fiscal principles being met, such as inflation being under control, public debt continuing to fall and not needing to borrow for day-to-day government spending and so on. And it, um, if it does go ahead, which is debatable given the delayed implementation and the uncertain climate, will be the first cut to the basic rate of income tax in 16 years. Uh, also, 161 million will be invested over the next five years in increasing HMRC's compliance and debt management resources, essentially scrutinizing tax phase affairs greater which is forecast to bring in more than 3 billion in additional tax revenue over the next five years. There's an additional 500 million for the Household Support Fund, which is doubled now to 1 million to support the most vulnerable families of their essential costs of living, so food, clothing, utility bills. And um, it is also worth noting that the Spring Statement did not extend the reduced 12.5% VAT rate for the hospitality sector services, So that will go back to the 20% standard rate of VAT from the 1st of April.
0: Very interesting. Okay. Okay. So that's, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? You have to really delve into these things to uh, to, to fully understand what's, as I say, what's being given and what's actually being taken away. Right. And, One other point that's bound to interest our listeners is how the government's faring on the journey to net zero um, and how the spring statement may have affected that, hopefully helped that.
1: Mm. Well, I believe the Green Party attacked the Chancellor for failing to even mention climate once, but to help support the UK's net zero ambitions and help households improve energy efficiency to keep costs down, A zero VAT rate for five years was introduced for the installation of energy saving materials such as solar panels, insulation and air and ground source heat pumps. But it is worth noting that this is only a reduction in VAT from five to 0% and it requires families to have the cash available to fund these upfront costs. I think in the case of solar panels, they're around 10,000 which is a hard ask in the current cost of living crisis we find ourselves in. To support the decarbonisation of non-domestic buildings, there will be no business rates due on green technology used in renewable energy generation and storage, such as solar panels and batteries, and low-carbon heat networks will also receive 100% relief, but there were no incentives mentioned for purchasing electric vehicles or measures for the installation of new charging infrastructure, which until that infrastructure is in place, I think it's going to be a difficult ask to convince the public to change. And on a related point, there was an immediate temporary cut in fuel duty by 5p a litre for 12 months from the 23rd of March, which is perhaps unavoidable considering how reliant most people are on petrol and diesel cars on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, that's interesting about the electrical cars. We have a lot of discussions in this house about, you know, electric cars, various friends have bought one and all the debates that go on. But as you say, you know, without the infrastructure, it it, it just is not that uh, an enticing prospect, really.
1: Yeah, you go into your local supermarket, and there'll probably be three charging spots mm. for a whole mm. car
0: park. Just doesn't really do it, I think. Um, although I'm also particularly interested in the reduction in the VAT on insulation. I keep going on at my husband about improving our loft insulation, so he's probably going to wish I hadn't recorded this podcast with you. So once we finish, I'm going to go and have a have a chat with him about uh, getting that loft insulated better. <laughs> Every little helps. We mentioned at the start these these pressures are certainly on poor Rishi Sunak. I do feel sorry for him. What a, what a job. You know, how well do you think the spring statement addressed those pressures that you were covering at the start? What's the overall feeling about this spring statement?
1: Well, repairing the deficit in the public purse did not seem to be front and centre. Tax changes, which have been talked about for several years and recommended by the Office of Tax Simplification, including aligning capital gains tax with income tax rates, changing how inheritance tax works and removing some of the exemptions on the welfare were not included. Current circumstances meant that there was scope to introduce some more radical measures. I think a windfall tax on North Sea oil and gas production companies was mooted in the industry um, or even targeting the capital tax regime, such as mentioned, and to make this more of a main budget event rather than waiting for the autumn. But there were at least some inroads made to supporting the most vulnerable hit the hardest by the current cost of living crisis. For example, the extra 500 million for the household support fund, taking the lowest earners out of pay national insurance and the proposed 1% cut to the basic rate of income tax. Although it is finally worth noting that cuts to paying national insurance and income tax address earned income. What about unearned income like pension or rental income? And finally, these cuts do not do anything to help those who are not earning that much to begin with.
0: Yes, I think we're in for a, a difficult time. I think everybody accepts that. Uh, and we'll have to see, won't we, how it, how it plays out over the next few months. Well, thank you very much for that interesting overview of the Spring Statement. Listeners can obviously feel free to contact you if they want any more detail, or we do have a written summary of the headlines from the Spring Statement on our website. In the meantime, hope you're all taking care, and thanks very much for joining us.
1: This is a Charles Russell Speechlies podcast.